You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. I just uh, want everybody to know that uh, we were just looking at my uh, new wallpaper. If you use Windows 7, and you probably this feature is kind of hidden, and most people won't know about it. But if you're using Windows 7 and you click on your desktop and use Personalize, you can change the theme of your desktop. Now, that's not what I'm getting at. Most people probably do change the theme. But if you click the little words right at the very bottom in the corner that says Get More Themes Online, it takes you to this page, this Microsoft page, that contains... They add themes to it every week, like uh, new ones. Uh, This week there's a Gears of War 3 theme, um, which is really cool looking. I've been using it. But the one I was talking about is that there's a Bing theme which is a dynamic theme that pulls high-res wallpapers from their RSS server like every 30 seconds so you can some amazing images not that not that you can see mine because I've got uh, the uh, sound recorder over the top of them but there's some amazing images on there and it's free you just grab the theme as long as you've got and the internet that is the commercial for Windows and Bing ladies and gentlemen thank you <laughs> find the internet nearest you not that I recommend Bing because I've used Bing as a search engine and I hated it so um, yeah I'm, I've tried it too it's, it's just, just not as good as Google it just doesn't return as many relevant searches is it good searches. or is it what you're used <clears> to <throat> it's not about how it looks or anything it's just I didn't find as many results for a lot of things that I search for so um, I how find is that possible I find Google to be better. I don't know. Um, it's to do with uh, search engines. Is to do with algorithms. Digging and up Google stuff. is supposed to have the best one. I don't know. Anyway, it's That's the uh, end of the computer session. Yeah. So yeah, free uh, free themes for Windows Seven. You just find them in that control panel for. You could get a little hypnotized. Just close all your windows and sit there and watch your desktop. Change. I actually did that yesterday. <laughs> I was doing something else. Another time waster from Windows, yeah. from Microsoft. Oh, that's the same go. one again. Yeah. Well, they change them every day, so who knows how many there are. Anyway, uh, it's Sunday, August the 29th, 2010. We're right near the end of August, coming into September. And uh, this is after the show number 137. I want to apologize for last week for saying this was after the show 135, about 10 times, when it actually was 136. I only realized when I numbered the file. So um, Charming. So I apologize for that. Uh, the movie you're, short, shit, you're short changing us, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the movie we're looking at this week is uh, Rachel Ray's $5 a day TV show. <laughs> is that right? That's not right. No. Uh, well, I said the title for this movie we're reviewing today is $5 a day. And what, what's the Rachel Ray show on? $40 a day. Oh, yeah, because she's... She can't... She goes, when you go on vacation, right. $40 a day for your food. Now, she and Christopher Walken character, they wouldn't go along together no, very well. <laughs> She's not she's not hunting out the bargains quite the way that he is. So this is nothing to do with Rachel Ray? No. Um, or food, really? Nothing like that. Might have something to do with an artificial sweetener at some point, but uh, that's the nearest to food that it gets. Anyway, it's $5 a day. We're looking at the Blu-ray release. This is from uh, our friends at Image Entertainment. Uh, this is a 2008 movie that... Just just saw a release on Blu-ray uh, Tuesday the 24th of August, uh, Another 2010. One of those. Another one that yeah. sat... On the shelf for two years. You know, I think I thought about that when I saw the date. Um, okay, right now, everybody thinks the whole world's running out of money, which is not true, but it's the perception and blah, whatever. Um, so movie companies are like, shit, we could spend another $150 million to make another movie, or $50 million, or spend another $100 million, or what do we have... That we've not released, that we could make money off of. It's already on a DVD. It's already out there. 
it's going to cost us three million instead of two hundred million to get you know get some revenue going. I thought maybe that's there are part a lot of, of movies that sit on shelves. I think because of distribution deals that went bad or because somebody's always saying let's make something new, let's make something yeah. new. But my God, there's I'm sure there's all hundreds kinds of, of thousands of movies in the world that need to be seen. This so, is one of them. So yeah, this is a 2008 movie that took two years to get to Blu-ray and DVD. Um, and you're going to tell us what it's all about. Father-son rekindling. <laughs> That's the yeah. short and the long of it. Um, I think Sharon Stone kind of summed it up, too, that a family isn't just this perfect image of a family. You know, this grown this man, who's 30-something, presumably, I think, yeah, that we meet, sense. you know, kind of on a crappy moment. Girlfriend's gone, kind of, sort of. Jobs just kind of crapped out. And you can see there's a little bit of angst there. You find out through the story, you know, that he's got some bitterness about his father. The father then turns up or wants his assistance. And it's a road trip. I don't want to diminish it, though, because it's not that. It just, that is the tool that they use to get these two, you know, to kind of... Yeah. See, so for the son to see the father in a different light. And it's about, um, you know, same thing we all think about, I think, with some exceptions. You know, God, my parents sucked. You know, and then you grow up and you go, right, right. Um, They were just like the rest of us. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like that. He sees his father in a different light. And it's the heaviest theme, which I find really funny. It's not a theme in the movie. It's just the character of Christopher Walken that kind of scamming your way through life. Hence $5 a day. Exactly. And it's just awesome because you've been watching that British show about scamming. The real hustle. The real hustle where, you know, you get away with getting a free dinner because you do something and or you spill your and coffee. And he does exactly that. Yeah, all those. And not just that, but legitimate things. Like he has four phones so every, and he's got different radio stations <laughs> playing. So when somebody, when they say they've got a contest, he's got everybody on speed dial. Kind of scams promotional items. He yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and that's the thing. Anyway, you know, let's get, let's get on to the movie, because oh, that is... Oh, yeah, that is the movie. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the movie, um, it's a smallish, low-budget type of movie. Um, a character piece, definitely. It's more about... And really great performances, I think. Oh, um, lovely. And more about the... You know, obviously, about characters, not about action or any of that stuff, right? So, my favourite kind of movie, to be honest. It is, yeah. Um, so, uh... Oh, did you like this movie? I loved it. I, I really did. I really too. loved it. I, I loved didn't know what to expect at all. Me either. I love that. I didn't know Christopher um, Walken was in it. I didn't know what I mean, it was I did. about. I've obviously seen that cover. I hadn't, so uh, I don't I hate that cover how they slap Sharon Stone in the car with them. <laughs> She's never in the <laughs> No. She is on the box. <laughs> so it's um one of those low key movies that I, I talked about last week with the square, but not on that not the same as no. that. But a low key more like a way we go that we saw. Yeah. A while. Like, it's just really, I don't know, there's something really compelling about these kind of movies for me to watch. I feel like a, it's like a journey with some people. That's one of your recommendations, and one of mine, we'll go ahead and say them, because it's just explaining the vibe is Broken Flowers, where yeah. literally is, all three of them, Broken Flowers, the way we go, and this, have people going I, to seek something out in a vehicle, going places... Finding Let me add another one to that. Variation. I should have had this as my recommendation. Sideways. Oh, yeah, totally. That's yeah, a perfect yeah, That's one. a digging one. In fact, if one. you like Sideways, you'd actually like this one, too. Because it is... It's the low-key... Sideways on... doesn't have as much... Um, kind of 
deeper, maybe. Oh, I, know, I think it does. I, I guess some. But... I, felt, I felt like it did. Uh-huh. Um, it's really good sideways. It's um, probably one that a lot of people are overlooked, but I think it's really good. Anyway, but you reckon it was nominated for Academy Award? <laughs> More than one. Yeah, I don't huh. think it was overlooked. <laughs> I didn't I think know it was it Academy Award that one. Yeah. So, um, oh yeah, um, Thomas Hayden Church. I think it was nominated for Picture of the Year, if I'm not mistaken. So I can look it up. So this movie, um, I just like that. I like the concept of uh, this father who's kind of a shyster. I, see, he's likable. Yeah, he's a rogue, right? Aren't they all? Yeah, but he, he's <laughs> this. This one very like. There's not really anything to hate him for. No, and apart it's, from. It shows me, like, when you think about life, and we're all very boxed in, right? Men are supposed to be, whatever that means. You grow up, you be responsible, you get a job, you have a house, you take care of your family and all that, right? Well, not every person can do that. And this is a guy who's not that. And yet he did his, he, he in his mind and in his, in the moment, he thought he kind of sort of was doing the best with this kid that he was raising on his own. But in that was his own, like, the scams and the whatever. And he'll never, he would never be the office kind of father or, you know what I mean? And, and the scams for him are just to keep him, keep himself going. Yeah, yeah, he's not It's like, not malicious in any way. It's like, um, I'm surviving on, yeah. on the back of these little things that I do, which are not like, I'm going to say they're not like, um scams that hurt anybody but you could say I mean it's stealing he's yeah. stealing from a lot of places like I mean he does a scam in a... he's uh, exploiting weaknesses yeah and he's doing lots like of the social, real hustle it's social... exactly like that oh yeah totally that's probably where one of know... the things I loved one of the little details I loved about him um, because he scams and he's like a you know serial scam and Mr. Charm as well one of my one of the details I loved about him was like every t-shirt he wore like all the way through the entire <laughs> yeah. movie were, were like Bale's, Bale Bonds t-shirts and like just promotional t-shirts that he'd picked up from different yeah, cleaning yeah. companies and, and as you get to know him you realise somebody <laughs> probably said hey dude if you wear this shirt you know I'll give you 20 bucks or if you wear this shirt we'll give you you can have a free shopping spree or a free calling card because like yeah. he, he like and he'd be like he sure, even drives a car a sponsored car yeah, like yeah. which um You've well, that's seen, a fun thing. Most though. people have seen those cars around town. Different cars like that. But um, when he when he was driving, when he said, "Oh, there's my sponsored car," I w- you said I would drive a sponsored car, and I think so too. If it was a product, I truly, truly yeah, love. I wouldn't drive a Marlboro car, but I would. No. I would drive a um, Microsoft car. Would you? I wouldn't I, do Microsoft. I support that product. Yeah, that's a little bit different, I guess. I'm thinking small time. Like, if it's a local restaurant that I really love, not that they're going to buy me a car and let me drive it around, but I wouldn't do any big corporate thing, no. But I'd do do a car covered. Would you not drive a Microsoft car for free, a nice car? No. For completely free? Just take it? Why? I I just wouldn't, because they don't need me to promote them. Oh, I'd take it. I also, you know what? It'd have to be something I really, really love love like really enjoy and feel like it's a good thing i'm not saying microsoft isn't a good thing but i mean because i won't even wear a t-shirt that has company logos on them because i'm like i'm not walking around as your billboard right but if it was like i went into a little art shop and she's actually and the woman who owns it is amazing and she's you know selling you know promoting like awesome i disagree arts you're wearing a, a cat shirt you cats there all cats around the world you're she, <laughs> um visually she's wearing a picture of a cat on a t-shirt 
Cat lady. It doesn't say anything except I'm just perfect. Yeah, but that What cat... am I promoting except yeah, myself? You're promoting, <laughs> you're promoting paisley colored cats, actually. <gasps> what are you talking about? <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? What are you talking about? I'm wearing a shirt that has a cat on it. So, um... Not that says, like, feline fixins or something. <laughs> I also like how he takes pens, like... Doesn't, yeah, yeah. Like any promotional pens in businesses, he doesn't just take one, he takes the whole... Yeah, you know, if there's, pot. like, a cup of pens, he's like, hey, they're free. You yeah. know, he just scoops them up, like, what do you do with a handful of pens, but... Uh, cell phones with, um... Promotional minutes on them. Just think of how much. I and mean, there are people like that in the world. There really are. He, he, and just think fact, of how much effort. He's very is. meticulous because he'll say he's got. He takes a photograph at one point with a Barbie Polaroid camera. Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> the guy's where to go, and he's like, "Oh, you just uh, mail off three. You know, so he does. He mails off three coupons and a and a dollar twenty shipping handling, of course. Yeah. So like he, it's not easy to get all that stuff because no. you do have to. So it's an interesting. Like look into this guy's psyche, I guess. Like, like he, that he. Some people would say, like, well, you're just lazy and you're avoiding going to work. Well, all I'm that. saying is that you've made that your job. And other than the stealing side of things, because you could, probably could get by without the scams, like, really could if you, you don't have a family to support and stuff. Plus, he lives in like a little shitty one room thing under a ride at on a, in Atlantic and like City. A, there's and like and a casino next door that gives free coffee to right. his patrons. That's where <laughs> that's, his coffee. His walks in. <laughs> so, he is likable, and yet some people would feel like, you know, you just never got your shit together. Who wants a father like that? But then you think, who decided? Yeah. Who decided that dads have to have, like, the point middle-aged movie, man clothes, and then as they age, they have to give you advice about, you know, stocks and bonds and retirement and shit. This is just a dude who's lived his life, and... Christopher Walken, and I don't, I'm not the type to say, oh, he's the only person who could do this role, because you never know. It could have been anybody, but yeah. there's something about him and this guy, the character, that does seem to kind of go together. Yeah, totally. Um, and he's compelling, isn't he? Jeez. He's Christopher Walken is one of the greats, yeah, for sure. It's, it's like, you don't know whether... Like I'm panting like a dog, like, I just love Christopher Walken. You don't know whether he's like... Mental or <laughs> just a genius or something. He's like something. I don't about think it. he's a genius actor. I think Sharon Stone, whoever thinks that is wrong. I think his personality has to be part. It's the same in a lot of his roles. I mean, no right? doubt he's like eccentric or whatever. And he's. Re- I've seen interviews with him where he's being straight up, like like on the actor studio. Yeah, yeah. where he's, he's just mental. like the characters. Like he, the funniest character is the, the one with the. <laughs> what was it? With Jack Black. <laughs> Remember? Um, the one about the dog poop disappearing thing. And Ben Stiller. He was in there, remember? Oh, what was that? That was a <laughs> funny was, movie. That was one of the best. Seriously, that was one of the best. Envy. Envy, was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not... <laughs> it's, but he's it's so... It's a pretty funny movie with, for him. Totally him, man. He was also in Click, wasn't he, with uh, Adam Sandler? Yeah, And briefly, that, that yeah. was a banana, like a... Uh, crazy oh there's Christopher Walken this is like nuts. yeah and he's like the intimidating creepy guy of true romance I mean he's just but I the deer hunter I'm not gonna be rude remember. and say there's no talent there because obviously he's captured he knows how to get on screen and do his thing but I think he's one of those people who can bring his own sort of like self because he doesn't have a lot of roles that are very different except for true romance I'm the deer hunter well he's mental isn't he Intense and meant like he's nuts. So, 
But anyway, we were not, we weren't on the cast. We were on the movie. But we happened to talk about <laughs> Christopher Walken. So let's carry on with the cast while we're here. Um, so we got Alessandro Nivola as Richie. You skipped her. I put her number two because I loved her. Oh, I was going to do. I was going to because these two come as a pair. I was okay. going to put. So he plays um, Christopher Walken's son. Um, I I kept looking at him, thinking I know this guy from somewhere. And what I apparently know him from, he, he was cast a Troy in um, Face Off, which was like the baddie guy in Face Off. And I, do, I can totally see him, he was this little weaselly... I thought Nicolas Cage was cast a Troy. Uh, no, could remember. I don't want to give the spoiler okay. away for that movie. Um, okay. So, because it does deal with yeah, phases okay. off and stuff. So uh, he was the little weaselly... I believe he was the brother of the, of, of him. I get you. But um, he had little round glasses. Uh, I get you. Easily. Yeah. Um, but that's what I remember him from. But he's also in the movie Goal and Goal 2, which is little known uh, soccer movies. Really that... good, though. Goal is good. Yeah. He was the fr- he was the best friend of the main character in that. Um, so, And that's all we really know him from. I feel like I he was in something else that was huge. He was in Jurassic Park 3, but it was a small part. Mm. Um, but I really like him in this. I think it's a subtle... Yeah. You know, he's playing next to Christopher Walken, for Christ's sake. Like, it's... And he does it absolutely perfect, in my mind, because... And I love what he was saying in The Extra too, but I caught this when I was watching the movie. That he is... He loves it that this director and the writers make these characters so they aren't, like... Um, the, so that they're different in every scene with different people. Because in life, you are. I'm talking different now on this podcast slightly than I would be if I'm sitting and talking to my boss at work. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of difference in me, but there's going to be some. I'm not going to cuss and stuff when I'm around my uh, pastor boss. But And then in this movie, I noticed like he's, he's a certain kind of brooding, tortured young man and sort of secretive with this girlfriend. And then he gets in the car and he's with Christopher Walken in whatever circumstance. And he's kind of giddy and giggly mm-hmm. and funny. And I thought, well, that's... He's really showing me that he's got this like... He's, frustrated about his past and a little bit pity party and yet he gets back in the element of the thing that makes him he actually starts tormented. to enjoy himself a lot. yeah part. the thing that torments him he thinks then he slips back in it and he's just like <laughs> you know like i'm back in my youth or something it's it's not that big i make it sound like it's a big deal but it's subtle and i really noticed that with different moments and then you know he has to kind of switch off and on certain little scammy things and it's always I feel like it was... When you said really good performances, this is one of those movies where it's actually so invisible that it's good, I wasn't thinking about it. Hardly. No, not until after the fact when you yeah. have to think of... Like I was, after it had finished, I was thinking, okay, are we going to talk about this? Because I don't want to give the plot away. And the things about the people... You can only give so much away about the people that you wouldn't ruin the thing as yeah, well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so who else have we got? we got Diana... <laughs> Me, I don't know. Miamin, Miamin, I think it is. As the desk clerk. Yeah, I mean, no reason to put her in there is because this is one of those scenes when we're watching it. It's just she's in it for like thirty seconds. She's just a desk clerk outside of a of like a seminar for a company or something like that. Pharmaceutical, meeting, pharmaceutical company, company meeting in a hotel, and she's standing there and she's just kind of shrunken down in this big giant blue blazer and she's got super long hair. Christopher Walken's character comes along and you know, kind of kept, kept, picks up a conversation with her. And I'm thinking, you know, you kind of get the vibe. This isn't going to be a person who's, you know, this is like kind of a bit part, a little tiny moment in the movie. And yet I thought she just, 
it's so memorable to me because she was funny. He's trying to schmooze her to get into the party. Yeah, she's kind of like, I don't know. I just thought she was really memorable. I liked it when he said, uh, mm, nice blazer. I've <laughs> yeah. got one just like it. And she said, oh. He goes, like, where'd, you get, where'd you get it from? She goes, Sears. He goes, hmm, <laughs> solid store. Solid store. <laughs> I've got one just like it said the buttons are different. Yeah, <laughs> it's really funny. He just like tries. <laughs> but she just but that's how a shyster would... Um, Find a common ground with somebody. Oh, you know? totally. And I thought, and then I thought, man, here's this woman who I've never seen her. She's, I looked her up, she's been in a couple of TV shows and stuff, but you're faced with one short scene with someone akin to Christopher Walken or something like that. You must be, have to just put it out of your mind and just do your thing. I don't know, but I just felt like I, it was really I think good there scene. would be some good outtakes in this movie, but they didn't exist on the Blu ray, you know, with Christopher Walken, because you know that he's probably a riot most of the time. I, get, I mean, you think that, but who knows? It could be just I can't feel any is. I, I, I think other people would crack up at him more than him being the funny man. Do you know what I mean? Because you're standing there and you're like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, he'll say something or look at you in that way. And you'd just be like, uh, uh, cut, you know? So we've got um, Amanda Peet as Maggie, who plays um, the girlfriend of Richie. Um, she's really good in everything I see her in. I agree. Um, there's a couple that might be a little bit too really or you know like not much effort involved but this she actually had just a couple of moments and yeah it's not really, really believable yeah i mean she's not in it if you're watching this because it yeah. says amanda <laughs> pete on the cover it's, it's she's in it for like what yeah. five, five minutes max maybe the entire thing um but yeah she's good um peter coyote plays uh burt kruger he's he's one of my favorites i just find something really compelling about him um <laughs> he's just um, sure. roman polanski's bitter moon is it's a re- I don't know why it's so memorable to me because it most would probably say it's not that good a movie, but his performance in that is amazing. I think. Yeah, have you seen? Did you? Don't think so. Where he plays the guy in the wheelchair. No. Oh. He's really good. And and oh, do you mean they go on the boat? And yeah, with the- you. Oh, Grant. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it's a really good movie. I lo- if is you- it because of him, or is it because that character in that movie just? You know what I mean. I don't know, but. Whenever I see him, I, I can't not think of that movie. Because it, it left an impression on me that And you were really excited the year he did the voiceover, the announcing on the, Oscars, on the yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he only ever did it once. You're like, hey, that's Peter Coyote. Yeah, and they had him on, like, sat behind a desk, like, behind the curtain, didn't With they? his little like, headset yeah. thing on, and yeah. They should have done that every time. Because he has got a good commanding <laughs> voice about him. So, yeah, um, Peter Coyote's in here. Very small part. as You know, so it's not a Peter Coyote movie. But he's good, I... I think I find him really good. I can't, I can't nail what it is. That guy. Yeah, he's perfect for that guy. Uh, And then again, he's perfect as guy in wheelchair in Bitter Moon. He's nothing like that guy. I mean, he's kind of a scuzz, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I like him. Um, Sharon Stone uh, as Dolores Jones. Um, I think she did a good job, and I'm not a fan of Sharon Stone. I'm absolutely not a fan of her. Never have been. Um, The only thing I can think of when I thought. was Casino, right? And yet, mm. I'm not sure if that was because of her or because, I don't know. I, I'm not I mean, taking any credit away from her for whatever effort she makes, but I'm just not, you know, I've not, compelled. yeah, I'm trying to think of something where I loved her in, but I mean, yeah, I like the basic instinct. I probably wouldn't now if I watched it again. It was a bit of a... a, a, a cool, too cool A product school. of its time, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. I think it kind of exists there, and then I don't think it... But I do think in this one, though, she completely, completely. Yeah, it was good because it, it was like 
not being like not you know Sharon Stone glamorous and all that this was kind of making a mockery of that a little bit like with the like a woman who tries too hard yeah and she's getting on a bit and it worked perfect perfect and she does I mean there are little glimmers of moments when it's a super calm genuine she's really but other than that I think sometimes she's putting on the I don't know I'm Sharon Stone I do believe and if she did a wrong if she did something wrong in a scene who's gonna tell her well the thing is right somebody like Sharon Stone I see like she's a big star or whatever um and obviously Christopher Walken is too but where, where it's a small kind of independent movie like this somebody like Sharon Stone I would think to myself if I was casting well she could kind of ruin it like it's somebody too big for that but she doesn't like it's like Kathy Bates in um mm. about Schmidt is that what it was yeah I guess where like it's a big like but maybe maybe I'd cast somebody a bit less unknown like you know but she was really good. You mean less known. Less known, yeah. <laughs> like like Sharon Stone, you might think she'll just take over that whole thing, but she doesn't because the other two guys are in the same I think group. she's believable as that woman, and then you have to compile everything about that character. She's alone. Mm-hmm. She's scamming her way through life as well. She's enamored with she's um, extra tan. Christopher Walken. She's... Like, her maintenance of herself and her home is just on that, like scam after scam after scam, and, you know... I thought she did a fine job. Yeah, and like I said, I don't usually... Me either. And I was trying to think of something I've seen her in, like, in the last ten years, but I don't really... Broken Flowers? Yeah. Similar kind of Mm -hmm. low-key role, wasn't it? And she was alright in that, too. Yeah. So, um, this movie... Low-key. I don't think you could say this character is low-key. I mean, low-key kind of movie. (laughs) Yeah, but she's, like, the biggest, brightest thing in the movie, and it's a chunk and... As soon as they roll up and she comes out in a bikini, um, it's like... Holy crap, Sharon Stone's, like, showing... I mean, she's in, she's got a pretty good body for her age. Yeah, for what you mean for her age, yeah. yeah. She must be about 50, right? Uh, I'm thinking older than that. Are you? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, in the 50s. Let's just say in the 50s. So, um, this is directed by uh, Nigel Cole, who is a British director, who also directed Calendar Girls and Saving Grace. Um... The next movie he's uh, directing, uh, interestingly I read, is about, um, in England, the Ford Dagenham car plant had a sexual, um, what do you call that, at work? Harassment. Harassment thing going on, and all the women went on strike. So he's doing a movie about that. It's a true thing, like Calendar Girls was. Um, Right. So, this $5 a day, um, I like him. But you know what, He he reminds me of the Love Actually guy. A little bit. His sentiments. So he's a bit less romantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Richard Curtis. But it's that kind of... So Richard Curtis, I like his movies way more than I like him. Because when he starts talking about it, I'm like, dude, just stop. Because he's trying to be cool and trying to be sarcastic and trying to be raw. And Makes some great movies. Funny. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather not hear from him. Mm. Whereas this guy, I liked hearing his take on things, you know, when he was explaining... I don't know, though. Maybe I'm just a sucker for the movie and I just have to bite it and say, like, I may not love the director or the actor or the person who wrote it, but I like the end If result. you have not seen Calendar Girls and Saving Grace, you should as well, because yeah, they're good. both good movies, and Calendar Girls especially, I really liked it. It's um, a true story. Why do you think you like movies like that and other men, like, they instantly turn their, their fucking noses at them? I, I like, um, 
I mean, I'm saying you're higher on the... I'm saying, personally, I like... Evolutionary chain, obviously. um, Character more than I do action and stuff. I'll I'll take a bit of action. But how did you get that? And then other men... Truly, I mention movies to people at work, and it's just, like, instant, like, "Mm, sounds boring. I just think there's different types of film watcher, isn't there? I've discovered over the past uh, 41 years what I like, you know? I like a bit of Star Wars. It's yeah, yeah. completely away from like calendar. What's one of your favorite movies of all time? Armageddon. Yeah, I like Armageddon, <laughs> and then I and like, Love Actually, and then I like Magnolia, and then I, you know, there's and I like Broken Flowers, and you know, and then there's like stupid movies like Jackass the movie. I like all kinds of stuff, but I am drawn towards character development stuff, where the better for me if I can believe the characters too. You know, like like there's something very. Like, I really liked Capote. Yeah. Um, and I really liked um, There Will Be Blood. Oh, yeah. Oh you know, character. God. Just yeah. really Punch good character. Love. You love those movies, all of them. I don't know what it is. I just prefer a good drama. Something you can sink your I teeth into. I think you into. apply the theory to movies that you do... But you you do turn your nose up sometimes just at the name of a movie or something. But then you're willing to watch it. I'll give you credit for that. Like with food, you'll say... You'll think, I don't know if I'm going to like it. But who knows? If I don't taste it, it I'll yeah, never know I'll if it's my favorite food. Everything. So, But other people, it's like they've been brainwashed to think, oh, that's a chick flick or whatever. I yeah. seriously want to take a syringe and inject them with some kind of like brain because I don't get it. Like, it's, it's, well, it's funny about that, I actually. could be a snob. Don't get me wrong. If you throw certain movies at me or whatever, but I will watch it. I can tell, though, Maybe. sometimes <laughs> that I might... Like, I can tell. There are certain movies that I don't... What I won't go for. Like, like... Like the new Hannah Montana movie. I just know. I might find something... If I, I was wa- going to say, you don't If know I watched it. it, I might find something entertaining in it. I just know I'm not really up for that kind of... I know what it is, right? So... But then there'll be something else. Like, I don't know what $5 a day is. But to me, the title... I don't know what that is. I, uh, it yeah. sounds interesting-ish. But um, I'll try it because... But what if somebody said the Hannah Montana movie is starring Robert De Niro, Christopher Walken, Jack Nicholson, and, and uh, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson? You'd be like, oh, I'll watch it. You know what I mean? Like, you're a little bit swayed by certain things. But yeah. you'll try it. Whereas other people absolutely won't. Oh, yeah. I know people if won't try it. If there are tits and ass, I'm not going to watch it. Kind See, of and I love a good crazy. action movie as well. But then occasionally I'm a bit bored watching an action movie. Like, because there is no... Unless it's a really good action movie where they do add some meat to the bones of the characters, where they generally don't, you know? Yeah, yeah. Even in something like... I really enjoy, like, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty basic. I mean... It's a package. You know what's... Yeah. You know. You know, it's... But, I mean, there's it's nothing really to grab onto. And that's onto. what you enjoy, yeah, the yeah. spectacle of it. Just like, holy see, crap, look at that guy flying He did that really well, the yeah, suit yeah. and stuff, you know? Whereas, it's no... It's not amazing writing or character development in that movie. I mean, or like The just, Losers. Um, yeah, that was just entertaining fun in my and opinion. crazy yeah. and then in the end you're just, you're not like you're not thinking about it. Kind of stupid but <laughs> yeah. kind of fun. Like I said, turn your brain off on those type but then... But then on this one it digs into you a little bit because it's about Everybody will recognize something. Yeah. yeah, rethinking. You know, as you're an adult, you're in your 30s and 40s, you start reflecting 
on all the pity parties you had for yourself when you were 20-something. Regardless of what the circumstance was. You you felt bad in life, unfortunately, because your mother had passed when you were a kid. Other people feel bad because they've lost their father or because they were... You know, their parents were abusive or whatever. And you then you pass through the period where you either can deal with it, you learn to cope with it, it's damaged you, but you kind of find something, right? Something, something. And then by the time you're in your 30s and 40s, you start looking back and going like, okay, that thing damaged me. It was horrible, wretched, or sad, or destructive. And now I've got to just sort of move on. And that's yeah. the point this guy's at. Like, I need to figure out. You know, I can go on and just being all bitter and shit about my childhood or but then, get a different perspective. It does dig a little deep but, oh, but then you. I can... This guy, when he realizes that he's perhaps not as bad... His father's not as bad as the picture he painted in his mind. Right, yeah. And he yeah. kind of have fun with him and kind of put all yeah, that to one case, side. Yeah, in this case, there's no horrible, wretched thing that's happened. No. It's just that moment of, like, whatever bad has happened to you in your youth... Let's say till you're 18, 20 years old, right? You can either wear that in your mind as a as a black cloud all your life, or at some point aging just happens to you. It's like you start going, you know, like this burden is too much. I can't carry it or whatever. And I think that's where I started thinking about it. Like you do age and get a different look at the people who you thought. It's either a perspective thing. Like this father maybe wasn't as bad as he thought. Someone else, you might not think badly enough of them because of something they've done to you in your life and you've just sort of glossed over it and then you look back and go, that guy was a fucker. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to make him happy anymore. I'm not gonna try to be, please him or impress him because he treated me like shit and then you move on. You know, that kind of thing. So maybe other people won't, that's kind of what thing I got out of it, which I really like. And maybe that's why some people just don't like those movies because it makes them think or feel too much. Yeah, maybe. Or it's just boring. They've got no attention span. <laughs> anyway, um, the... Uh, but you be farther from the... Gym. One thing I want to say about the Blu-ray uh, disc, which is actually kind of cool, is there was no commercials at the beginning. Straight awesome. to the movie. Awesome. And this is image... You know why? <laughs> yeah, this is image <laughs> entertainment. Um, not like a big studio like Universal, yeah. who, who, for some reason, Universal, Sony, all those, decide that we should watch 15 minutes of commercials every week. Jerks. Which we do, because there's no skipping on them. I'm bitter about that. It is. I did think about that this week. Um, while Blu-ray has an advantage, it's got better picture quality and audio quality than a download. I mean, a, a legal download, let me say. A Netflix or something. Like a Netflix or something. Well, when if I go on Netflix and choose, if $5 a day is on there, if I choose $5 a day, when I press play, it immediately plays, right? There's no commercials, yeah. no FBI warnings, no nothing. Um so, when I buy the Blu-ray, I actually go and purchase the Blu-ray for way more than my Netflix thing would have cost. I have to sit through, com not this one, but I have to sit through commercials, all kinds of promotional things, then get to the menu, and then press play. You know, it's kind of an it ordeal. There wasn't even an FBI warning. No, there wasn't nothing on this one. That's um, weird. That's awesome. On a Blu-ray, too. It's weird. I was just saying that, like, these downloadable services, Xbox Live, Netflix, etc., Apple TV... It's a better deal at the end of the day. Oh, I agree. Just because it's... I wonder how they get away with not even showing the FBI warnings on those Netflix things. I guess it's on the site somewhere and it's just up to... You know, people know. Maybe. We all know. We all know we're I know they do, but why it. do they keep coming on... Well, I mean, why do they have to keep putting them on, on the discs? It's just a thing that says if you end up going to court someday, right? 
and you've watched that movie and they figure out that you made 10 copies of it and sold it to your friends, they can go, is this the DVD that you watched in your home, sir? And you go, yeah, let's watch the DVD, sir. Do you read this warning? Do you see what it's... You know, that kind of thing. I actually just figured it out, I think. I'm like a lawyer. On Netflix, when you sign up or Xbox Live, whatever... You probably tick an evaluation agreement. Oh, yeah. And that's probably just a blanket. That's good enough. I'm not going to copy anything that I download from here. That's good enough for yeah, all eternity. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, $5 a day. Maybe uh, what you have in your hand is a pirated copy. You never think of that? No, Maybe the company sent you a pirated The Blu-ray <laughs> disc, um, it's hilarious, that cover, because they really did Photoshop. Um, not, I not just photoshopped in. Sh- oh, she is. She's in the car with them. Uh, she never is in the car with them in the movie. And funnily enough... Look at the picture at the bottom. Look, yeah, at, yeah. look at her there. Yeah. That's, that, I know what scene that is from, but like they've made it look like she's poking yeah. out the car. Like It's, it's kind of weird. That is weird. Anyway, so um, I, I don't like the cover very much. No. I, I would have just had the yeah, license plate. Yeah, I was going to say, that would be perfect. Else. No perfect. picture. But um, these days, they do have to put the um, stars' faces on. I also, something else I wanted to mention about this Blu-ray disc is, you know when they put like little quotes like where people say, this is the best movie I've ever seen, or whatever... The most, I'm sure there were better quotes than this because we'll probably write something better than this. But the quote they got from a guy at Real Films is very amusing. <laughs> Just two words, <laughs> very amusing. And that's the one they chose to put on yeah. there. Like <laughs> maybe no one until us has said anything else. Better. Very amusing. Very. But that amusing. doesn't even sound good, does it? Like it's like oh, really? Just... Well, that could be from your British thing. You might hear sarcasm. Yeah. So um, I could, you could hear it be like, it's very amusing. Yeah, like, I, I guess think. I guess it does. <laughs> so um, the special features there are not many to be honest. There are interviews with all the major cast people, quite substantial interviews and the as well. Yeah, and the director, which yeah, it's good. Are good. Uh, there's a still gallery, which is all right. And no, it's not it's just stupid. And there's the trailer. There's the trailer. Pictures of them. Pictures yeah. from scenes in the movie. Yeah, I don't. A still gallery, unless it's like concept art or whatever, for like a yeah a special effects picture, it doesn't do anything for or me. Or when like the director or one of the actors or somebody is just like into photography, photography and yeah. they take loads of pictures, I like to see those. So yeah, that's it for special features. Um, no commentary. How much um, is that disc? I've seen it for fourteen ninety nine okay. on Blu Ray, which that's is reasonable. Yeah, and it is an independent movie. It cost three million dollars to make this movie. Hey, cutting out the ads to me is almost worth about. Three I can't bucks. believe I've never seen that happen. We put it in, and the menu came up, and I said to you, "Whoa, what the, what the hell's going on?" It just yeah, because literally, it is ten minutes of stuff, isn't it? Generally, when we put a disc in, like I'm downloading a new trailer. I think from the we internet. watched the movie, and I won't say why, but you'll see why. Maybe they got enough sponsors. Yeah, there's some sponsors, yeah. Yeah, there are some sponsors, uh, more than one. Yeah. Um, so, the the Blu-ray um, also, eh, it's not going to blow you away, picture quality, it's alright. Doesn't matter. I don't think it's much better than the than a DVD, um, because it's not that kind of movie, you know what I mean? There's grain on the picture, it looks good. Um, they didn't take the grain away. Um, and the... Audio's pretty good for a talky kind of movie. It does the music appears behind you quite a lot. And, yeah, sounds good. Um, so yeah, it was pretty good. There's no mumbling. There's no like hard to hear. No, none of that. No yeah. bad. There's one moment where the there was a little tiny part of one line when they're walking through a place that you could tell had been kind of dubbed over. Yeah. And I, I don't know why I noticed that. I noticed that the way you noticed glossy image, right? I noticed the bad looping things, and that was like but a that's split second. Actually, the film. 
I mean, the editing. Like, yeah. nothing to do with the Blu-ray. No, 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 it no. Ends. It's just that one. And it was like, a, like a, just about four words. but And I don't know why it sticks in my mind. But, but uh, for conclusion on this one, I highly recommend it. It's one of those small movies that most people will never have heard of. It'll get looked over. Should we call them small movies? Do you reckon that's fair? I don't even I think don't that's class fair. them as indie movies when somebody like Christopher Walken's in it. But, there again, it's a very small budget. It's... It's done on the small side. I mean, it's not like... Not, why is it small? They travel a long ways. They've got big they stars. They've got a big star director who's made big... I mean, even they movies. said it was small movies on there. I know, so I'm saying, though. Why are we defining this as small? Just because nothing I guess compared up? to Iron Man or... I know, but why is that big? Well... That's what I'm saying. Because it costs a lot of money, I guess. It's all down to... That's what I mean, though. That studio... All right, then. Studio movie, independent movie. Uh, this is a studio movie. Uh, no, it's not. It's an independent movie. You mean they paid for it themselves and then sold it to a studio? That's not what an independent movie is. What is an independent movie? Private financiers, right? Right, and, and then not you sell a it to a studio to promote yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what's done. Okay. I mean, it wasn't like... they Like, Universal didn't pay to make the movie. Like, they backed it and then sold it, yeah, to Image Entertainment, I guess. Or they'll just be a distributor. I don't know. It works, yeah, I don't but, know. That's what I'm saying. Um, but, yeah, it, it is a smaller movie. But it sounds degrading, doesn't but, it? But no, I, what I was getting at is that I don't think that takes anything away from me because it is oh, one awesome. of those movies where you will like the ones we're going to mention in a minute on the. Um... Go up at the top. I got to scroll up. Right. All are right. Let's do with, them now. Are you done with this side? Well, <laughs> kind of, but I'm going to switch it around a little bit. So why? I just need to go up. All right. So movie recommendations for this week. Uh, while we're on the movie, um, I'm going to go with Away We Go, which is another kind of smallish movie. Um, with, a, with a road trip involved we we saw it not so long ago mm-hmm. it's, it's in this year's um, Blu-ray um, reviews after the show reviews if you're going to have a look and my other one I think is my favourite road slash road movie and that is Rain Man um, which is not an underlooked small movie it's a big studio movie but I really love that movie it's, I haven't seen um, it since then I, don't think. I have um, it's just a real fascinating movie Another movie that's a road movie, Thelma and Louise. Different mm-hmm. kind of thing, but um, character-driven, for sure. A little more showy, a little more... I've never liked Thelma and Louise that much. I never yeah. liked it even when it Are came you a misogynist? <laughs> Are you anti-woman? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I don't find it to be like a, a yeah. strong woman movie either. I just think it's funny. It's a little over the top, but... And what have you got? My recommendations are When You're Strange. Now, the reason I... I saw this one. It popped up in my mind was, not to, it's a documentary about the Doors, you know, Jim Morrison, mostly, but it's about the Doors, like the evolution of them and his place in the whole thing. But in the beginning, it's got like an actor guy. It looks documentary-ish, but it's actually an actor being a long-haired kind of dude hitching a ride or driving in a car, sort of like lost on the road, long trip. And I thought that just popped into my mind that Jim Morrison... Christopher Walken's character, Jim Morrison, fell into a circumstance that kind of carried him through to the end of his life, for better or for worse. But he's one of those guys you wouldn't think of sitting in a cubicle either as a middle-aged dad with the middle-aged Flanders haircut or anything. And that just occurred to me. There are real people in real life who do not fit a mold. They just don't. They're not going to. Obviously, he didn't. And it's really good. It's got uh, Johnny Depp voicing over... 
and lots it's, of it's, footage, lots know, of things I did not know at all. It's actually reasonably new as well. Yeah, it came out yeah. this year. It's on Netflix. It's just a down. I just streamed it. It's really. I mean, you probably get it loads of places, but. I just felt like there is a real example of what we're talking about with this character guy who's Mr. Shyster. You know, Jim Morrison could have been suppressed and could have, you know, gone into a job selling real estate and, you know, drank too much to to squash all that stuff inside him and fit the mold, but he didn't, obviously. And my other one is Broken Flowers. And that also has Sharon Stone in it as sort of the one of the side ladies on the trip that Bill Murray is taking. Yep. Another father-son-ish kind of a story. Really kind of, as you would say, small, low-key. It's got your guy who can't say his name. Ejavahawa (laughs) 4. What? Isn't that who it is? The guy you like who plays his friend. The Rastafarian type of guy, but he's Ejuwai. No, that's not him. Is it not him? It's not him. No, it's the... Oh, we're right. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not him. I can't remember his name, though. This guy was in Independent... No, Day After Tomorrow, wasn't he? One, one of the scientists with the guy in the freezing place. Maybe not. Jeffrey somebody he's called. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's Broken really Flowers. Good. It's really good. Bill Murray. It's not a yuckety yuck, but it's funny and semi-dramatic and like a road trip of sorts, like looking back at your past kind of thing. You were thinking of Chewy Gel Echafar. Echafar. Chewy Gel Echafar. Chewy Gel. Kinky Boots guy. Yeah. Oh, Kinky Boots is a really good small 2012. Was he in that? Echafar? <laughs> yeah, we need to know how to say his name because we both love him. So Chewy gel, Chewy gel, <laughs> Chewy gel. <laughs> I don't I think mean, that's it. Uh, I would also add sideways to those um, hmm. uh, recommendations. Um, yeah. So next week's review will be uh, Prince of Persia: Sons of Time. Did I say the name of the documentary about the yeah. doors? It's called When You're yeah, Strange. Should. Yes. When you're strange. So uh, next week's uh, review is Prince of Persia: Sands of Times on Blu-ray. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal and controversial. Uh, based on the popular video game, mm-hmm. I'm always up for a video game movie. Usually don't go off so well, but we'll <laughs> see. Um, what else? What was at the bottom there? What was it? Oh, contest. See the site for details. If you didn't miss stuff around, if you you missed to organize, like, I'm good. Why contest. Are you going see the site for details. Thanks to our friends at Image Entertainment for the uh, Blu-ray. Yeah. Um. So games and a scully stuff for this week. I was good. I got the third book in the Hunger Games series, Mockingjay. It came out on Tuesday. I've not started reading it yet because I'm hooked on the uh, packing for Mars. Um. I think she's called Mary Collins. Um. What what I talked about last week? The um. What would you say it is? It's like a true... I want to call it a documentary, but it's not. It's non-fiction. Non-fiction book about... It's like a documentary book about... What do you call a book like that? I don't know. She's investigating what what it takes to become an astronaut, and she writes it in sort of a fun... It's like, imagine it... See, we're both film heads, right? Yeah. Filmy heads, so I imagine it as a documentary. But looking at the more odd side of it. The the questions you want to ask, not the... If you watch a documentary on the Discovery Channel about NASA and space, you kind of know what you're going to get. This is the opposite of that. It's like, like what happens so how do you have a poo on the yeah. uh, space station? And um, what happens if you vomit in your helmet? And how do you train to be prepared for what happens when you poop? Because you don't just go up there and it happens, the right? The chapter I was just reading, it's kind of disturbing, but it happens, is they're testing, uh, you know when a space capsule, not, not the space shuttle, because that just lands like a plane, but you know space capsules where they land in the sea from a helicopter uh, from a. This is very disturbing. From a parachute. Um, well, obviously you can't just put some people in something and drop them in the sea and hope they're going to be all right. You have to test the, the forces. 
see if somebody would survive that. You mean live people. <laughs> so what they do on the, in this test facility at NASA is take human corpses, um, cadavers. Are these people murdered by NASA for this test? Or yes, <laughs> bred for this test. Take them and crash them in various ways into things and drop them from play. You know, it's mm-hmm. um, quite disturbing to uh, read. There's a... But it's science, isn't it, I guess? Yeah, but you don't think that... I'll be very honest. I'd rather them drop corpses of people than live animals, which they also have tested. Yeah, there's also a whole chapter about the bad things that they do to animals. Which is really bad. Yeah. When you think, what are we trying to do here? They do centrifuge testing. Um, where they G forces like spin you around, put you on the end of. You've probably seen it in movies, Armageddon, for instance, where they put you on an in, on an arm. You're on the strapped to the end of it, and they spin it around in a room, and that simulates gravity. So, like, you become very heavy when you get when the gravity gets really uh, different. You go very heavy. So you, they've got to test the G forces. So they test G forces on animals strapped to the end of this arm. Um, Hopeless, defenseless animals. Monkeys. Um, Rats, and they they develop this weird thing where they put a rat on the end of this arm, spin them around, like alive, and then when it gets to a certain g-force, they've developed a thing that can freeze the animal immediately while it's alive, but then obviously it's dead. Yeah, and then take it into the laboratory and look at exactly what it was like at that moment, like the shape of its innards and all that. Where, kind of stuff. Whether it had pushed its heart up into its chest. We're not and- advocating this. It's, it's really it's disturbing when you read it, yeah. And you can see why animal activist people freak out when they learn stuff like that. Because you think, what are we trying to gain here? Yeah. At what cost? I would rather you put a corpse on the end of that thing and spin that human and around. And do. Well, just do that. I don't need to know, uh, you know. I'm even going to go so far, I'll say it right now. If I was a person with a terminal disease and I was absolutely going to die in a month, and somebody said to me, look, we have these really horrible tests that we need to do, or that we want to do on a human... You could die. It could be painful. It probably will kill you. It's going to be horrible. Do you want to sign this paper and do it for science? I would rather have people choose to do that than to just take... I mean, I don't get it. I'm not an animal person. I don't give a shit about animals. I don't have one. I've never owned one. I'm not a pet person. I'm not, like, walking outside, save the whales and all that shit. But think about it, man. It just seems like... How are you the person who takes that rabbit or that squirrel, whatever it is, out of its cage, strap it on the thing, watch it, freeze it, slice it up? It's just it. eye-opening because it is. we think about space and <coughs> Excuse me. we think about NASA doing, sending space, you know, sending shuttle crews up. But for me, I don't know if you're different or other people are different, but for me, I see it as that. Like, there's, mm-hmm. they train spacemen and they go to space. I don't actually see any of that. And when I'm reading this, I'm like, of course they would do that. But it opened my eyes to it. Like, uh, of course they would use real corpses to test whether a human would die if they were dropped from a certain height. But when you think about it, it's, it's just gross. Like, it's, I mean, necessary? I don't know. To save some people? Some people? Or could they use, like, a... To save some people from what? Going out into space to try to learn what? That's the point, though, isn't it? Like, what do we really... I mean, I'm all for space. In fact, uh, there's another big statement. I think the whole globe of humanity should just go, you know what? Let's all come together. Forget all the fighting and shit. If any assholes creep up who want to be domineering and hateful and violent, we'll just, like, stick them in (laughs) capsules and drop them or whatever. Like, we'll do something horrible with them. But everybody else, let's go see what's out there. 
let's all contribute, live our lives and do our daily things. Don't sacrifice, but as a whole, let's go find out what's happening in space. And like, I'll contribute a little bit and I'll focus on it and I'll come together for that. But then again... It takes a lot of sacrifice. There's one stuff, one piece in the book, a little known thing about I like, sound like a crazy person. One of the last um, shuttle missions, they actually carried with them a disembodied head, a human head that was mounted to a work surface, and it was there just because they were testing G something without, to- without like a helmet. But they don't wear helmets in the space shuttle. The this was a either. just a cut off head of a person. Yeah. Which they could see at all times because they needed to report back on things that happened to it or how gravity affected. I don't know what it was they were testing exactly. It was but top they have se- their own heads. Top secret. Oh, this was a. This was something <laughs> they to. Have, do- they have their own heads to look at. They do, but this was something to do with. Um, being dead and being in space. It was some test that they were doing, right? And this head was sat there, and it actually psychologically disturbed some of the astronauts. Really? What a shock. So they developed something where they covered its face with this pink stuff to make it look a little bit more... Like a sculpture less or gross. Like, <laughs> It's just weird. Like, I, I'm just like... I All I see when I see astronauts in a space shuttle is like this cool space shuttle with these astronauts in it and they're... I don't ever picture like a disembodied you're, head. Or, you're you're supposed to don't uh, don't pay any attention to the man behind the curtain. All the all the payload of animals that they can experiment on. Toto at any time. is uh, revealing the truth to you That's behind weird. the wizard's head. So yeah, it's an interesting book. Um, she also wrote stiff. While it sounds really gross, she's quite humorous, so it kind of balances it out a little bit, you know. So um, I I just recommend it. It's good. Yeah, she did write one called stiff and one called bonk. Bonk's. Uh, about sex and stiffs about dead bodies. What happens to cadavers? And spook as well, which is about um, ghosts and the paranormal. Uh, her sceptical look at that. So um, nice. it's good. Um, secondly, uh, this week I've been playing a couple of Xbox Live Arcade games. Um, both quite good, actually. The first one's called Shank, which is... I would describe it as... It's graphically amazing, 2D, old-school 2D animated... Um, platformer slash beat 'em up. Um, in the vein of Tarantino or Robert Rodriguez's Grindhouse kind of series, grainy look. Um, main character is called Shank. He uses his knives and he's got a chainsaw and he's got he's really over the top like Grindhousey. Um, it's got this kind of Mexican music in the background. It's all yeah. grungy. Um, it's a really cool game. It looks like no other game you've ever seen. It's um, it's it's all hand-drawn animation, but really smooth. So it looks like a Disney cartoon, but it's super violent. Like, it, <laughs> but in a cartoony way. I mean, it's it's like clouds of blood coming out. You know what? You can yeah, yeah. kind of picture it. It's so, and it's by EA, uh, but it was like by an indie developer. They made it like a couple of years ago, like a demo of it, and then EA took them on board and made it into a full game. Um, it's like back to the old school kind of thing, but it's... Amped up. Yeah, when you look at it, it's just amazing to look at. I mean, you you would be impressed by it. You've, you've not seen it, but it's like... You don't see flat games anymore. Everything's 3D, isn't it? Like, everything you see. This is completely flat like Super Mario, but with a high-def, amazing-looking art style. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's um Xbox Live Arcade game. 
Um, people are telling... I've not finished it yet. People are telling me it's only three and a half hours long, but so was Limbo the other week. And I don't know if I felt shortchanged by it, but this one's actually got replay ability because you can go in and lock more costumes, play it on different difficulty levels. It also has a co-op mode. Um, but I, I believe, like Limbo, it was like you can't do co-op over Xbox Live. You have to have them in the same room. All right. It's one of those ones again. Local co-op. Yeah, um, which never does it for me. I always want to play it over live. Um, and the second game I've been playing... That's because the only person in your house is me. Yeah. <laughs> and I would be shit at it. The so. second game I've been playing is uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the video game, which is based on the comic book slash movie of the same title. Um, it's another awesome back-to-the-old-school 8-bit um, beat-em-up, like River City Ransom or Final Fight, um, Walk Along... Beat some people up, wait till they're all cleared, and then walk along some more. You know, have you seen that kind of game from the old days? Sure. Sounds like Final Streets Fantasy. Streets of Rage. Sounds like Final no, Fantasy. Like <laughs> well, you do. You walk along, you fight some stuff, you walk along. Well, this is just stuff. pressing the buttons. You know, like a kick punch, kick punch. Yeah. Um, but it's... Scott Pilgrim's obviously a newish um, franchise, like a new comic book. But this is done in... Because Scott Pilgrim plays a lot of tributes to video games, it's... Um, this is inherent in the comic. This video is a video game fan and stuff. This basically takes all your video games that you remember from the old days. Like the menu screen looks like Super Mario Brothers. Um, there's t- there's there nods. Wonka, 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 wonka. There's nods to everything. There's little things happening in the background, but it's all all hand drawn again by this one artist. Um, but draw. It's not like Shank. It's like the opposite to Shank. Shank's like this shiny high definition thing. This is like a low definition. Looks like something from the eighties, but it's a Scott Pilgrim game. It's another great little game. It's um, another Xbox Live Arcade game. Uh, Ten bucks. Um, huge game. I'm talking like probably a twelve hour game. Nice. Um, Four player co op. Not on live locally. I think no. we're going back to this locally thing. You know, like um, that developers are like. We want people just to sit together and play it, not... Mm. That's the reasoning behind it. Is it split screen? No, because you're all on the screen at once. Same same with Shank. Oh, you yeah. Know. You know, they're the kind of games that do work. I'd try it with you, but I'm just... I just don't like criminal... I don't like uh, bad guys and fighting and... Well, there you go. You, it's not worth trying. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about bad guys and fighting. Another game, the big release for this week, not an Xbox Live Arcade game, an actual Xbox PC um, and PS3 game Mafia 2 um, I'm right at the end I'm in the last level now uh, it's not very long it's one complaint I have you've kind of draw, drawn it out haven't you I did a little bit um, I was a big fan of Mafia like 10 years ago I'm, I'm sure I said last week it was about 10 years ago this Mafia it's not as good as the first Mafia it is pretty awesome though you, you've seen it, mm-hmm. it um, it's set in the 50s uh, the 40s and the 50s um, so the music's spot on like it you, you're you there you know as soon as they start playing Buddy Holly over the radio it's like you're in that time period um, the missions are quite varied funnily enough and this is really something that struck me I heard somebody else mention it this week but it struck me before I even heard it mentioned was there's not much shooting like very little shooting, and and you know, on the Ma- CAD cast they said it. There's lots of melee fight, hand to hand fight. No, hardly any of that either. Mafia Two, uh, Mafia was like a 
there was a bit of driving and like a lot of shooting. That's the game, isn't it? It's the mafia. You know, they shoot people. This one, most of the missions revolve around driving somebody to a certain location and dropping them off and maybe getting chased by the police or going to a certain location and burning it down. Those kind of missions. The actual shooting missions, I've lit- I'm right on the last mission and there's been three of them where you actually really shoot people, which is unusual for an um, open-world mafia game. Um, I'm not saying that makes it bad, but if you don't like driving in these kind of games, if you play GTA and you're like, I love everything but the driving probably not going to like this game because it's really 80% driving. Because you can't like transport yourself to missions. You have to get in the car and drive. Yeah, and sometimes it's like five miles in real time. So... In a town, in a city. Yeah, and you have to find your way to where you go in and drive. Um, Now, I happen to like driving in these kind of games and it's fun being chased by the police and trying to get away, you know, using your driving skills. But the cars in the 50s were not necessarily um, the best handling cars, let me say. They're like big heavy buses basically that don't turn very well you know it's not like a Ferrari or something so there's that problem because you've driven lots of Ferraris in games <laughs> they handle like they just you know cruise around the corner no problem but these kind of guys you have to slow right down to go around a corner um, but yeah it's the story's really good and they tie Mafia 1 into the story Um I'll just, I'll just say spoilers here. Just tune out for like two seconds, uh, two minutes if you uh, don't want to hear a spoiler from Mafia 1. But at the end of Mafia 1, I, hopefully you've tuned out by now. They won't have. They don't have time. That's how I do. When someone says spoilers All on right. a podcast. Now, well, hold on. Let let's me just finish. wait then. Let me say. When someone says spoiler, and then they start off. talking, I, don't, I can't turn it off. I've got my Zoom in my pocket. I have to I'll pull, pull it out of my pocket. I have out. to wake it up. I have to hit the thing. I have to touch pull, it again. I'll pull I have the earphones to out. Do the thing. Yeah, but then you're miss, Then you're don't know where to stop like I want to fast forward through it you know what I mean and then if I do the thing with my headphones alright all right. by now they'll have tuned up yeah. so, <laughs> so at the end of Mafia 1 the character you play um, gets put in the witness protection program and shipped out of town I mean you were heavily involved in the Mafia I think I know what you're going to say you were heavily involved in the Mafia put in the witness protection program shipped out of town final scene of Mafia 1 you as an oldish man because it's time has passed, you know, since you started. You know, you're probably about 65. Stood in your garden, nice neighborhood, watering your plants. Car screeches up. Two guys get out. They, they look at they look at you and say, "Got a message from Mister, whoever he's called, whatever he's called, Vito, somebody." And the guy says, "Oh, what is it?" And they blast him in the head. Now the a mission in Mafia Two. Is you going to blast that character in the head? You're the guy. You get, you're the guy. You're one of the two guys. So it's pretty amazing, like, because it. You're in the car, and the guy says, "I've got a small job that we need to do. We'll get paid some good money for it." And you're like, "Okay." And he whispers over to you and says, "You just have to say these words when you after you've done it." And he whispers the words into your ear. And as soon as he whispers the words, you're like, "Holy shit! That's from the first game." I mean, if you played the first, so I was like anticipating it all the way driving there and then it's a long drive and then you start to drive into this neighborhood and you recognize it and it's like oh no and you drive down the street and you see the guy watering his plants and it's a really good moment in video games for me it was like because that's the guy you played that's the guy you played through the entire mafia just the problem with spoiler alert is how do you know when it's over 
I said two minutes, so hopefully... Okay, so spoilers over. But that, <laughs> as you say, that's a good... Yeah. Um, it was a really good moment. And a really good video gaming moment for me. It was like... That is the perfect way of tying them together. Because there's no other ties apart from that. Um, and that's all my gaming for this week. But this week, Tuesday, this week... Coming up. Nintendo are bringing out the new Metroid game. Metroid Other M. Which is not just a new Metroid game. And Metroid is just one of my favourite Nintendo franchises. Um, Metroid's always been a Nintendo property and they did farm it out over the last couple of um, games to some other developers. Um, And they had some good results. But this one is Metroid made by Team Ninja. And Team Ninja are the dead or alive Ninja Gaiden people. You know, dead or alive, big boobies fighting. Yeah, yeah. Really good at what they do. I mean, uh, and Ninja Gaiden is... (laughs) Really, like Ninja Gaiden more than the Dead or Alive thing. Oh, and the Dead or Alive beach volleyball. You right. know, they, they're just graphically they have got the. So Metroid by them, um, Ninja Gaiden is awesome too, and I can imagine Metroid having that Ninja Gaiden kind of thing in into it. Ninja Gaiden. It's going to be a very different Metroid take on Metroid. And what is awesome about this Metroid Other M? I'm not sure why it's called Metroid Other M. It's a funny title, but it's the sequel to Super Metroid which is the Metroid that everybody if you're a fan of Metroid will love because it's the very first Metroid the 2D Super uh, Metroid Super Metroid the 2D um, what do you call it Super Nintendo um, game right that most people were brought up with this is the sequel to that um, you never knew what ha- I mean, you know what happens at the the big twist at the end of original Metroid from the eighties. I'm not spoiling anything here. Is that Samus was actually a woman? The very end scene, she pulls the suit off, and she's a badly drawn, pixelated woman. Um, this one carries on exactly where that left off when you find out she's a woman, and uh, you oh, nice. you find out you've never really known much about Metroid because it was an 8-bit side-scrolling game. How much of a story can like you put no, into no, it? There's nothing to it. Now we're going to see who Samus is and why she does what she does. You know? And you're excited, so, I can tell. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo, say what you want about them. They're, what they're, Their own properties, Zelda, Mario, Metroid, they do a really good job with those games. Like, they know what they're doing. I mean, people say, oh, we, blah, blah, blah. yeah. Those games are still classics. I mean, they will be. Um, I can't. I can't do you think wait. you'll get a little version of the original with it? Do you think? Like an unlockable, maybe. Yeah. Because the original is still awesome to play. I mean, you should play it first, and then as soon as you're done, boom, you start the new game. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's probably fairly short too. So that's all my video gaming stuff for this week. Very nice. What's for dinner? You ask. I'm making some pasta. And with that, it's going to be some beans and vegetables and uh, some corn uh, chicken nuggety thing. Not nuggets, but uh, tenders mixed in there with some onion and Yeah, something. sounds good. Like something like what we had last week, which was good. Yeah, 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 kind of. Um, considering going to the store, because we have no cookies that I know of. So I might have to run to the store. So I might pick up something else. But that, to me, sounds fine. And uh, I was also thinking about starting to make smoothies. Because, like, or at least taking a blender to work and making me... Is it something that... I'm not always in the mood to eat food, but I want something. I really like blended up strawberries. Really? Mm. That's good to know. Because that's like what a smoothie is. You mean like in a drink kind of a thing? Like a frozen-y kind of thing? But not healthy. even a frozen-y, just mush strawberries up. It tastes really good. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and I there's loads. I mean, I've looked up. Obviously, there's just tons of things you can do with them. I don't have a blender. Mush, so. mush strawberries up with like a, a vanilla yogurt or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. I, I do like that kind of stuff. That is a smoothie. Mm-hmm. And it can have everything in it that you need. You can put your protein in there. You can put some spinach in it. They say you don't, don't ever taste the spinach. Yeah, you I can guess. have a vegetable smoothie also. Yeah. Like a green drink that Robin Quivers drinks. Yeah, I'm thinking more meat. For me, more like sweet and substantial as in packed with nutrition but tastes really good and smooth because I love smoothie smooth. My mom makes them with just banana milk and then some other fruit that she puts in there. And it's really good too. It's like a thick I'd milkshake. avoid the milk probably. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I would use like soft silk and tofu Oh, you could probably. use that coconut, uh, um, almond milk. Yeah, totally. Any yeah. of those, soy milk or whatever. But um, I'm just thinking I'm seriously going to get a blender because that sounds really good. Sometimes when you go in the kitchen and you're like, I mean, I've already eaten. And I know it's calories, but I don't want to eat an apple, but I want something kind of frothy and creamy because I love ice cream. But See, I eat good. yogurt every day, which I... You do. Um, is creamy and sweet. Have you tried that coconut yogurt in there? It's really I don't like it. You tried it plain? I just tried some out of the thing, yeah, a spoon. Oh, I liked it. But that's the thing you can put in there, too. I would like it mixed smooth. with something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. And then the next thing is I'm going to try. Like when I made my cup of tea, I took a little bit of the sugar out. Like a, like I've been using a, a teaspoon in each cup. You can do that for me too, by the way. And like a mm. tablespoon or more of creamer stuff. So I've tried to put just a teaspoon of creamer and half a teaspoon of sugar, um, and try to go down on bread. But oh my god, I love bread. I was going to so say much. I could probably end up not having tea, not having sugar in my tea um, if I did it slowly. I can, I can imagine and not and then getting to a point where having sugar. But in the tea thing is, be... I was trying to add up. We don't even eat that much sugar. It's no, crazy. Not really. We eat the cookies of an evening, like three or four cookies. Of whatever description, which is nothing. Don't eat a lot of sugar. I mean, two, or th- two, if that, three cups of tea. Yeah, so and three, three teaspoons, teaspoons of sugar. Yeah. Right, which isn't a lot, but I was still going to try to. No, it's not a lot at all. And we don't. I don't put it in when I cook hardly. I don't bake things. We eat the cookies. I mean, and, think about it. Some people drink a can of Pepsi. Yeah, exactly. I'll drink five cans of Pepsi. So for me, it's probably more bread. I need because what I've done is lost sixty pounds, and then it's creeping up, and I'm still not doing anything it's different. It's not creeping up. You're just staying the same, right? No, creeping up. Like I've gone from having lost sixty. Now it's. Like nine of those are back, but oh. it go well. It does. It goes. It'll go up a pound, down a pound, up two pounds, down a pound and a half, up three pounds, down two pounds. That's and just a half. normal. Yeah, I mean, it's creeping two or up. three. Oh right, okay, okay. You know what I mean? After a month of it, and then all of a sudden, I'll have a day where four or five pounds is gone. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I hate that. It's so. I don't know how you can I've weigh much yourself. Myself how do you weigh good. yourself every day? Obviously, because you don't need to be. You're skinny, so it doesn't matter. You've never been like. It's so discouraging. I bloody hate it. I really do. It's so discouraging. In fact, I think some days it makes me want to eat more. Oh, I gained two pounds? Screw it then. I'm going to eat a whole bag of Oreos. Do it doesn't make me go, oh, that makes me want to go lose those two pounds. No way, Jose. See, for me, it does. It that would make me, me go, I need an hour on the treadmill Not today me. instead of I'm half. absolute opposite. It is discouraging beyond words. And so I just think, ugh. But I, I don't want... To gain back fifty pounds because it's harder on my joints and the pain and. But I mean, you I, won't if you watch what you're eating. I don't think it's the eating. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you're though. not gonna. What I'm saying is, you're not gonna gain fifty pounds watching. I mean, sure you, you might could. have creeped a, a little bit on, but you're not gonna creep fifty pounds. Yeah, but I haven't done. I don't do anything different. I'm drinking. You know what I mean? I'm not. I haven't started eating like whole pizza every day. I eat the same. Maybe it's thing. just a case of more exercise. Probably, but that's not a motivator either. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear an interesting thing on one podcast that 
Um, one guy has done a study or whatever, and then they have this weight loss place for kids with diabetes and other, like, kind of, like, health reasons that kids need to lose weight, that they've, you know, they've got the childhood diabetes and stuff. And um, that in their studies they find, and I think this is actually true, that when you try to tell people you've got to lose weight or stop smoking or stop drinking or whatever it is because it's unhealthy, because of your heart, because of your this, people don't respond to that very well. Some do, right? But when you say to a parent... Your child has diabetes, and you and their child is going to get sicker and die possibly because of it. You need to set a better example for your child, for your family, that that's more of a motivator. That when you think you're helping someone else. A lot of people now, he said, we've done studies all over the world, in fact, and lots of people. It's not just this, like, flaky, vegetarian, vegan, don't eat meat on Mondays thing. When you start telling people... The thing about the environment and maybe if we cut back on how much livestock we have to do, people will say, well, I can do that for the environment. Right. But if you say to them, you can lose 10 pounds, it makes it like a brick for people like me. Like, what what are you saying? I don't, I'm not going to work that hard for myself. I don't care enough. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But when you give it a bigger picture, so for you and I, I kind of started it, then you kind of started it, then you sort of do it back and forth with each other. Like if I say to myself, oh, I'm going to go get a big five-gallon tub of ice cream because today I feel really shitty and I'm just going to eat it all. Then I think, yeah, but then it's there. He'll want to eat some. And that's sort of sabotaging his thing. So I'd rather not do that. And so it you know impacts me in a beneficial way. It's not like sacrifice. It's more like you start learning sort of like trading off things because of someone else's benefit. Right. And then you get the good benefit yourself. Well, it's a good motivator. It doesn't motivate me at all. I'm just saying it's like a byproduct of that. And so I think that makes sense. When you just tell me, look, you need to lose 50 pounds, start, eat less and exercise more, I'm like, I get it. That is not enough. <laughs> My heart giving out is not enough. Pain is enough for me to, but I just thought that was an interesting thing. Yep, that's the, that's the equation for losing a thing though, isn't it? Just change something. Yeah. Change some things. It doesn't have to be drastic. You can change small things. I mean, I've been taking a walk every night at work this week. Did the yoga thing twice. And still, up four pounds. And I'm not... I had the exact same food I eat every other Friday. I had one bean burrito and rice. Five glasses of water. Two cups of tea. One cup of coffee. And today, two pounds more. (laughs) Am I building muscle? Maybe. (laughs) I'll say I'm building muscle. In my (laughs) gut. In my thighs. (laughs) All right, then. So um, it's really funny because every week when we get to the... Where you just finish your last thing off, it's around 111 minutes. I mean, one hour and 11 minutes. That's weird. We're on one hour and 11 minutes. Oh, we're on one hour and 14 minutes. Okay. So we're, we're overrunning. Anyway, so thanks for listening to the show. That, that was um, after the show. Over show. 137. 37. I won't lie to you this week. Um, I want to remind you about our websites, uh, aschoolie.com and sigtart.com. You can catch us both on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube. Uh, you can catch this podcast on aschoolie.com. Just click on the word podcast. You can subscribe there using the buttons for the Zoom Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store. Or just press the RSS button if you use an RSS reader of any kind, Google Reader, or anything else. Uh, you can email feedback to me at aschoolie.com. Don't email SidTalk. Um, not unless you're going to motivate me. <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. it's not going to work, but you can try And uh, stay classy for $5 a day. (laughs) I'm going to say, think for yourself, people. Because if you don't do it, somebody's going to come along and do it for you. 